Talk of the Town with topics that matter. Here's Lisa Kay. It's time for Talk of the Town. Lisa Kay back in the KTOE studio. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Love to spend the afternoon with you, and we've got some time. We're going to spend a little bit of it talking to Paul Peterson, again, District 77 Superintendent. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Lisa. How are you today? Good. Uh, hopefully, your Valentine Day went well. I tell you. You it, didn't forget, did you? I did not forget. Okay, and, you know, even the week before, Carrie and I were sitting around going, well... You know, it's a week away. <laughs> <laughs> and some people go, oh, this is a, a Hallmark holiday, so we don't have mm-hmm. to worry about it. But yeah, we, I, you know, but if we, you don't worry about it, don't worry about it. We usually, then, you know, we'll have a nice meal and try to stay away from them. I mean, some pretty big crowds on like Valentine's night. I think that maybe not going out to eat on Valentine's Day, not such a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Maybe save that for the mm-hmm. weekend or something like that. This is going to be a busy weekend. We've got a pre-party tonight at Atomic Star. Old Dominion is going to be in town. And then tomorrow... I'm heading to the Blake Shelton concert <laughs> up at the XL Energy. So I'm going to be exhausted next week. Those are two really, I mean, and, and I enjoy country music. Those are two really good uh-huh. acts. High energy. Yep. It's going to be fun. So uh, I hope I got all my sleep that I'm going to get because yeah. I, I won't be sleeping. until. <laughs> Have fun. Oh, man. Well, I know you've been busy since the last time I talked to you. You were in on the morning show a little mm-hmm. bit ago uh, that I do over on Minnesota 100. And at that time you were, that was last Monday. So you were heading off to... A board meeting, mm-hmm. and you were talking about um, some of the things that you were going to be focusing on there. Yeah. Um, so how did the board meeting go? Yeah, it, it went really well. You know, we have a, a relatively new school board that has really taken um, taken to the task of, you know, this calendar year is, is going to be a big one. There's a lot of things coming down the pike for the school district and for our elected leaders. They, uh, they understand that they're going to be put in a position to be making some big decisions. And uh, so yeah, we had, we had a we've had some really good meetings where we've been able to frame some things up for them. But then, equally as important, our board has been really digging into their work sessions to talk about the budget, talk about planning. Um, we're going to be doing some strategic planning. Um, so yeah, things are things are moving, but a whole lot of focus these days is on building next year's budget. Okay. Oh, I know, fun. We, we get to talk about money <laughs> and it sounds fun for them, not for me, but uh, <laughs> we'll see what comes out of that. I know that there was a, a community survey that was done mm-hmm. and tell me a little bit more about that. And I know that part of the work session was focusing on that. It really was. I mean, it, as I said, the 2023 is really, we, we're, we've chunked this out from a financial perspective on with three different focus areas. One is we've got a big budget adjustment that we need to make for next year. We can maybe talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Number two is... We've got our eyes and our ears and our mouths um, right with the state legislature, making sure that full funding of education is coming down the pike um, in St. Paul. Mm -hmm. But that work session was really focused on the third piece of this calendar year, and that is the potential of a referendum in the fall, specifically in November. And so the work session, we had an opportunity to survey the community in January. Um, We did a random sampling survey. And so we uh, contracted with the Morris Leatherman Company to conduct that survey. And so then at the work session, we had a chance to hear the results, um, what, what our community was thinking about facilities and operations and tax tolerance and just grading of the schools. And so th- it was a great discussion, good data um, that will help our board uh, make some decisions here this year. What are some of the things that you noticed that came out of that survey? What are people real interested in or were there hot button topics? You know, I think that overwhelmingly our board heard that the support for public education here in the Mankato area remains very high. Um, this was a random sampling poll of 400 registered voters. Mm-hmm. 
And when you think so of So you a, didn't have to have a child in the district. No, okay. no, and that and that's really important because all of uh, everyone's a voter. Right. And you know, if you're thinking about a potential of a referendum, um it's not just parents who vote. It's mm-hmm. not just staff members who right. vote. It's it's everybody. And so this random poll of 400 um asked questions about uh facility needs in the district and said uh, the district's been looking at uh, facility needs for quite some time. What's the level, you know, is that something that you would support in a future referendum? That number came back at two thirds, 67%, right out of the chute, without even hearing about what those needs were. Oh. Expressed support. Oh, wow. Take the second um, portion of the survey was about the teaching and learning needs of a school district mm-hmm. and the basically the operational needs. That, that level of support um, just based on the school district has operational uh, challenges and needs, would you be um, would you be inclined to support a referendum to support those needs? Seventy three percent. Wow. Now this is in. Now that's kind of surprising to me. Well, think, I mean, think about it. This is in January. Okay. I'm um, coming off of the last couple of years coming. Yeah. In, in an environment. That's that, why I'm saying it's surprising. I think it surprised some of our board members. Okay. It surprised some of our administrators who have been living through some really really challenging times. Um, but what it does is it, it, it acknowledges that in our community, there, it, there's this underlying expectation that strong schools um, need to exist, and we understand that those aren't free. Hmm. And so the survey was 40 questions long, a lot of different elements of it. Um, but, but the striking, we surveyed the community about a year ago as well. It was a different sort of survey. We did an opt-in where everybody either got a paper ballot or a paper survey yeah, or yeah. a link. Yeah, I remember that. A couple thousand people filled that out. That was opt-in. So people, anybody could participate. Right. It was striking how similar the results were. Oh, okay. A year later. And so it's still a long time till November. There's a lot of work to do. The board has to decide whether they even want to do this. If they do, they do have a referendum. How big would it be? What would be included? But when you're talking about this early on, um, having that foundational support, right. it's a good sign. Right. And do you know, out of the 400 and some odd mm-hmm. surveys that went out, do you know how many, does it tell you how many people actually have kids in the district or how many people might be a retired couple down the street? Or? It does. It does. It okay. does because most people who live in the school district don't have kids in it currently in the system. Oh, And okay. so you want to make sure Which is that, so weird. I mean, you know, my own... We always think of our own selves, you right. know, and of course, of course, everyone's got kids in the district. <laughs> no, no, that's not yep. the case. So, so most people who are surveyed, I mean, it, it takes all of the statistics of the school district and then mapped out and surveyed those percentages. Okay. And so if 75% of people who live in the school district don't have kids currently in school, we surveyed, you know, 75% of those 400 didn't have kids currently in school. And still had that level of support. Gender age, income levels, um, voter frequency of their voting, likely voters, sometimes voters, um, people who never vote. Um, Interesting. Yeah. All of that is is what makes that random sampling. And that's why you can, you can have a number four. You think about how large the school district is and you think 400, you only talk to to 400 people. Like how how can you really gauge it? It's really (laughs) interesting when you look at those national polls, right? Like when they talk about the presidential you know, 300 plus million people in our country, those sorts of polls that sometimes we hear about on the news, those polls typically ask about 1,200 people. Hmm. And, um, you know, you like can- Like random sampling of 1,200. How many are there? Right. 
Right. Yeah. Wow. So it was it was good information. I think that this board is is they are they are students of information, and so they want to have as much in front of them as possible. Right. Early, middle, and then as they they'll they'll eventually have to make a decision by midsummer, later summer. Mm-hmm. But if this is something that's going to be needed. Some of it's going to be contingent on the legislature to see right. what, we, what, what comes out of there. And we've spoke about that before because you're asking for full funding of public education right. yeah. uh, as the legislature returns to work. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that we've received a lot of information on that. We've talked about it here before. Yeah. Um, so you're asking for that. Um, and then also, well, I, you know, we're going to talk about the, the budget adjustment, mm-hmm. but also this potential for future referendum which really boils down to people paying more on their is property taxes, right? Right, right. right. I mean, the, the operational or the referendum uh, provides the additional resources that aren't going to be coming from either the state or the federal government. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are property taxes on the books. People pay for their schools and school districts have an opportunity to increase that, um, but only through vote. Right. Um, and that's different than other municipalities, cities, counties, um, when it comes to their ability to levy taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so boards need to uh, make that decision. Uh, we do currently have a both operate, we have an operational referendum and, um, you know, we have beautiful schools here in Mankato and those are supported through bonds. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, we, we, we need to make sure that we're, we're keeping up our, our, Buildings are are in good shape. We need to make sure that that happens. But then, when it comes to teaching and learning, all of those things really have to happen. We and we, and when, as we, I've shared this with our staff and with other community members, we can't ask the state in our in our local communities to do all this for us mm-hmm. inside our system. That's why we're cutting. Right. You know, we're cutting nine million dollars for next year's budget. We're going to do our work. We're going to take it. We're going to make sure that our house is in order. But that's only one piece of this multi-pronged approach that's really needed for a strong foundation for our future. Because as I've shared with folks, we can't keep doing this. Right. We can't come back year after year going into our system saying, what can we reduce? What can we reduce? Because um, there isn't fat in the public education system. Some mm-hmm. might disagree with that, but I'm there. I'm, I'm working in it every single day um, and talking with district leaders and with our school board about what sort of system are we committed to having here? And that takes resources. A thought just went through my mind. You deal with all these numbers and, and budgets and everything. Like, do you have to do that at home too? Does your <laughs> wife do that? Like, I would be like, nope, you're paying the bills because I can't do this anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. She, this is such a, it's a heavy load. She does do it. Yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> I'm not doing it at home. And every once in a while, like, I'll ask a question or two and she'll give me that side eye. Like, do you want to do it? I'm like no 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 no, no, no forget it. No, forget I do it. it for the entire district. <laughs> I'm done. Oh man, Paul Peterson in with us on Talk of the Town today, District 77 Superintendent. Let's talk about that budget adjustment yeah. because you said that um, you have to adjust how many million? Nine million dollars here locally. Right. Yep. That's okay. Just, yep. That's just for here in Mankato. Where do you even start with that yeah. when you don't have fat to cut? Mm-hmm. Where do you start with it? That's a daunting number. It is, and and that's it's uh, you know our our budget is well over a hundred million dollars a year, and so um, nine is significant. And when you already when you look across your system, most of the dollars that you that come in are spent on people right. because kids aren't. Uh, this is not like a self directed learning environment. Kids, especially our youngest of kids, need adults to help guide them and help teach 
them the things that they need to learn. Mm -hmm. And so schools are heavy when it comes to people. And most of those people are working directly with children. Um, So we need to look there. We need to look at our capital budgets. We need to look at our technology budgets. We need to look if we can defer some things that we would be anticipating spending money on curriculum, instructional materials. Um, but it's, it's our, our school board set a direction for us a couple weeks ago. We asked them as we started this process with leaders and staff members, we asked the board, is there anything off the table? Is there anything that you don't want us to even consider? Mm-hmm. Because ultimately the board's going to have to make the decision. Right. They're going to have to um, approve the budget adjustment plan because that plan will then inform the budget that they have to approve right. by July 1st. And the board told us, be open-minded, be bold, be creative. Um, don't take anything off the table, but use your best judgment, understanding where kids and staff members are at these days. Um, we know that there's a high priority with mental health. Mm-hmm. We know that early learning is really important and and getting kids off to a good start in their education is key. Right. So we're not playing catch up in elementary, middle and high school. Um, but other than that, and, and the board said, you know, don't, don't fear away from our core commitments and values. But other than that, um, let's think differently about what school might look like here in Mankato. Um, what does that mean? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, a whole lot of different things. I mean, how we teach, where we teach. I mean, it's, Sometimes when, when you're talking about um, if if I'm a teacher, what I'm thinking about are what are going to be those things that are going to impact my relationship with kids, mm-hmm. whether it's what I'm teaching, how I'm doing that, and how many kids are going to be in front of me. Mm. So when we talk about class size ratios, uh, when we talk about um, the supports in classes right. along with teachers, whether that's paraprofessionals. That came to my mind immediately, with mm-hmm. especially with the mental health issues that are happening and right. those kids that might need that additional support for themselves. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you think about how much our district has invested in counselors and social workers and therapists over the last 10 years, um, our board wanted to make sure that we're careful not just to say, well, we've added those things in the last 10 years. Let's just get rid of those and get back to mm-hmm. the core academic areas. The reality is, is that if we're not taking care of the whole child, social and emotional needs mm-hmm. at the personal level, the human level, you can talk English, social science, math all you want. You're, yeah. you're going to have a, a tough hill to climb when it comes to um, engaging them in learning. Wow. How long do you have to come up with this plan? Yeah, not too long. Not too <laughs> long. By the end of March. Oh my that, gosh. That plan okay. will be set and that will be in front of the board. We're going to ask them to consider approval of that um, at their March 20th school board meeting. And the reason why it has to happen like that is because the budget building process for next year really has already started. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the things that are, that go into your budget are people. And many of those people are under contract and we have labor agreements that have dates in there about when people need to know. Mm -hmm. Um, This isn't, schools aren't the sort of institutions where you show up in the fall. And if you have a few hundred less kids than you thought you were going to have, it's not as if you're going to your staff saying, well, we don't need X amount of you know, number of you. Right. Your staff is with you. So you're, you're setting your staffing patterns in the spring mm-hmm. for the fall. Then who, I mean, I know you're not in an office alone making these decisions. Yeah. Who do you consult with in order to? So our design team that will come up with these options um, will be made up primarily of our district leaders, um, cabinet members, myself, um, coordinators, directors that 
um, work at a system level who see all of the different elements that um, go into the larger school district. But that design team is really going to be charged with developing the options Mm -hmm. that help us get to that $9 million number. And there can't just be one option. Like, here's the only plan. We need to um, develop some quality, credible options that then we're going to shift over to an input team that will be made up of not only internal um, public school folks, but we're also reaching out to some of our external um, interested parties, whether they work in the nonprofit, whether they work in the business community, mm-hmm. whether they're on some of our community members who serve on some of our committees. Um, we're not going to be asking them to solve the problem, but right. we want them to take a look at what we're coming up with to say, yeah, but this, this makes sense. I'm not quite sure I see the logic here. Right. Poke some holes here or there, maybe come up with some different options themselves. Um, that back and forth between design, input, design, input is what's really important before it gets put in front of the school board because the school board expects that they are going to see something that has been vetted, something that's, um, when, you, when you're talking about $9 million, yeah. that it's going to be difficult. There's going to be some pain in there. I think the board recognizes that, mm-hmm. but they um, have set the expectation that this needs to be fully, we need to fully understand the ramifications of what ultimately gets itself on that plan. So we've got that plan. We've got, uh, we have to expect that the legislature, hopefully across our fingers, does their job yeah. in the ask. You know, and, and we are fully engaged. Our, our school board members are engaged with the legislators. I talk with our legislators all the time about the things that are coming out. The governor has released his budget proposal, which looks very strong for public education. There are even additional resources being talked about in the House and Senate. And as I've talked about around town about the need, um, we need all of that. Mm-hmm. There, you know, whether we're talking about the funding formula increases, the inflationary pieces to to come into play for the funding formula at the state, the cross subsidy for special education is huge. Universal meals for all kids, mm-hmm. regardless of their ability to pay, um, all of that comes into this concept of full funding of public education. Public education is funded through the public, and yeah. that public is made up of local folks. And uh, the citizens of the state, and and we need to make sure that we're there, and and we are there, advocating um, respectfully, but but uh, forcefully for our kids. Absolutely, I think the next time that I see you, it's going to be uh, sometime after the robotics tournament yeah. that's happening in Saint Cloud. I've got two kids going. Um, and so between East and West, we usually do a pretty good job in our district of bringing home some hardware. So I'm going to cross our fingers that the kids do well. Everybody's excited. We've talked every once in a while about robotics. That, (laughs) that could be its very own talk of the town, just because not only. I think I've done a talk of the town on that before. Yeah. Not, not necessarily because of the robots themselves or the games they play, but the, the, the learning that takes place Uh through a competition like that would blow people's mind. And I think it does blow people's mind as they watch it and as they engage with kids and coaches about what they're learning. Right. All four of my kids have been involved in the program and all four of them um, really enjoy. And I enjoy as a parent being able to watch the different, not just the robots, but the different types of uh, coordination and collaboration that's needed, working in a group setting, going out, meeting other kids from different schools Mm -hmm. and trying to get them on your teams. and. Uh, it's it's really fun. It so. is a really dynamic. That's got to be something to be proud of, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. Those those team those those team um, activities, and then the, just the spirit of competition at robotics. It is like is a sporting event. Intense. Or the Star Wars cantina. I can't tell which one. <laughs>
<laughs> it's going to be good, though. So that one's coming up. Good luck to the East and West teams that are going to be heading off uh, in early March. And Paul, I guess next time we talk to you, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, any more work that has come up. And yeah, well, think about where we'll be next time we talk. I mean, we we will have we we will have been through. I mean, here we are in February, and you talk about your sports teams and your academic teams wrapping up in their winter sports. Yep. Many of our teams are very likely to take a take a strong run through tournament play mm-hmm. um, and eventually we're gonna we're gonna start it's gonna start smelling like spring out there eventually <laughs> that's what they say i don't know i keep looking at the calendar <laughs> paul peterson district 77 superintendent always good to have you on talk of the town can't wait to see you again and keep up the good work great to be here thanks